This is not your normal lecture on hip-hop. We are going into a more metaphysical, spiritual, philosophical approach to hip-hop. It's more controversial, I must say, at the beginning of this. I don't mean to offend anyone at all, but there's the door. Welcome back to the show. You are now listening to Each One Teach One, hosted by Young Baka and Concept 714. Uh, second episode in a series. Number two, baby. Number two. Number two. So what did you think about the first one? I think it was good, man. I think, like I told you, I think me and you mm-hmm. could talk all day, right, about a variety of topics, right. religion, mm-hmm. uh, family. Mm-hmm. You know, we could talk about hip hop for days, like we both know. Right, I think it's it's based on a level of like mutual respect, because I I truly do like I like that's why I invite you out when I have to do like a business thing, because I, I'm I'm admittedly thinking about the art or about how it's gonna be like you know affect us. In I, that I don't matter. think you give yourself enough credit though, because we did go to a little business meeting this past yeah, week. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I appreciate you inviting me out because yeah. I love stuff like that. I love yeah. meeting people, but you didn't need me at all. You right. handled it. You were precise about what you expected out of that person, which yeah. is hard to do in business, mm-hmm. which is extremely hard to do in business, especially when you're trying to get somebody on your on your side, on your team. You're trying to convince them to do business with you. Right. It's hard to still be precise about what you want, and you did great, man. Thank you. Uh, so what uh, what Bach is referring to is uh, Abstract Rude and uh, Outline Gallery, they call me. And we had done Sunspot Jones out of Outline Gallery, right? And Outline was the only place that he could do it right at the moment of the time Alan gallery we didn't even know it of it and we didn't perceive it to be uh anything that would later be involved in the show right so they invited me over they're like oh we i know this little i own this little spot i half own or whatever Alan gallery come you know this is the best way to do. okay cool so once we were there and we did the sunspot interview um lashana i believe is her name she just really like she she listened to the episode and she asked me like if there's a goal like that with everyone you speak to and I told her I haven't been disappointed with anyone that I've really talked to on the on the day of the episode like during the episode I've never been like truly disappointed right yeah because I at least take it as an opportunity to learn or really it's a really good interview you know I mean it works and since then we've kind of been in touch and she wanted to make. Alan Gallery in LA, the official Wake the Flock up LA spot. And you announced that on the show, didn't you? I did, I did. Okay. I did uh after that and we did speak and she goes, you know what, let's do it. And you're more and what that meant is you're more than welcome. You can use the location whenever you want, free of charge, right? But it wasn't until the second um the second uh, meeting with them where you, when you were there that they wanted they made it like more official by allowing us to like throw like actual like shows that would have like the name of the show attached to it nice like a wake the flock of presents blah 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 blah. and i think the she just really wants to utilize the space yeah she wants to utilize it and she loves what you're doing yeah she's all about um preserving hip-hop culture you know do its purest form Mm -hmm. and that's what you're about uh yes i mean in in um i don't think it's necessary Necessary. And I know. I know you tell me, and I know. What do I tell you? What I do I tell you? You're like, dude, you're too much of a purist. No, to like- I, what what you're referring to yeah. is hosting wise. Hosting wise, 
You got mad last <laughs> Weedle West. We had yeah, Weedle we, West yes, um, about two days ago. You hosted the outside stage. Yes. And what was the question you asked? Well, I always have fun doing it. And what I do is uh, I interact with the audience, right? Uh, what I do is like I, I do like I ask a hip hop trivia questions. We're at a hip hop show. So I just ask trivia questions pertaining to the songs or somebody out that's out there and all that stuff, right? And uh, and I just ask the audience and they win a free drink ticket if they uh, get the answer correct, right? So I go, Edgar. What was hip hop's? I'm sorry. What was Tupac's first album? But you don't say Edgar, though. You say audience. Audience. Yeah. Aud- hey. And by, what you say is, who wants a free drink ticket? Who wants a free drink? So the cute chick in a, in a short skirt <laughs> and a low top. Yeah. Yo, I want a free drink yeah, ticket. Yeah. Hand raises up. And what's the question you ask? I ask, what is Tupac's first album? You, I think you asked two of them. Yeah. What was Tupac's and what was? Oh, uh, what was Tupac's? And what was Eminem's first? Exactly. Album, okay. Right? And. Uh, she she didn't get any either one of them. Like she didn't, she didn't. It was just fine. I get it, you know. But then none of the dudes did either. Like none of yeah. the whoever, all the people, none of them got it correct. I can't oh, justify. Even, not even correct, dude. None of them guessed. Yeah, none I can't them. justify the dudes not getting it. Yeah. But if you're if you're a pretty girl, that's yeah. obviously there to see one of your friends <laughs> yeah. or one of your friends brought you along, or sure. maybe you're a fan of Young Bacas. Mm-hmm. You see my Instagram. Mm-hmm. I, we don't. I don't expect you to know that answer because this. You're not a hip hop purist. You know what I'm saying? Just because you're at a, a hip hop show, show doesn't right. mean you know the true essence of hip hop, the back origins. Yeah, and I would have, and I would have even accepted like the Slim Shady EP, which was his first studio album, or uh, Apocalypse, which was Tupac's first studio. Album. Yes. Like if it had to, I mean, like all right, that makes. I mean, not common knowledge is that. Like if you really know music, you're gonna know that it was strictly for my niggas and uh, Infinite. Yes. You would have known that, right? So, dude, I, I I don't mean to like go out all out, but it's just kind of upsetting. Like, but you you went and I felt like you were attacking him for not <laughs> no, knowing. No, no, I felt like no. you were attacking, which is fine. I didn't get off stage no. and like backhander. And <laughs> no, but you were you you um you told the audience how upset you were that they didn't yeah. get that question. Yeah, which you know I understand from where you're coming yeah. from. You upset like how could you be at a hip hop show in L. A. In L. A. And, and not, not know, know Tupac's first album. Yeah, not know Tupac. And and look, I mean, to get in, you had to be over eighteen, and most of the people were there over twenty one. So they're within a ten gap period of me, right? Yes. So ten fifteen <laughs> twenty to thirty year gap period of me. Uh, I don't know. I would presume that more people would have known it. And it, it, but it is it is kind of eye awakening to be like you know okay. most. I I guarantee you, most people don't know that answer. Okay, most most people, most people. But then you gotta if you kind of narrow it down to like, okay, most people this age. Okay, then the circle gets smaller, and then more most people in this geographical area circle gets smaller. At a hip hop show, circles gonna get smaller, but nobody even ventured to guess until someone in the back was like, la 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 la, and I'm like, oh wait, well come down here and tell us what it was, and then he's like, I'm like, okay, here you go. Another thing I think you have to take into um, that you have to factor into that is I think most people are shy on the microphone. Most people don't. Mm. Most people don't even know how to hold a microphone. Right. So I'm sure when you were asking that guy, he didn't want to cast because he didn't want to get on the microphone yeah. and speak to a couple hundred people yeah. and look stupid if he gets it wrong. But a free drink ticket. I mean, that's free beer, right? I, yeah. I at least would adventure to get. Yeah, but uh, I, it, so if dude's on a on a date yeah. with his chick, uh, he's already nervous because yeah. you know you see all these cats walking around, yeah. jumping on stage, yeah, no they're feeling themselves, they're super confident. Yeah. Your girlfriend's cheering for them, yeah. and now you get on the microphone and you have to answer a question. You don't know it. Right. You're going to look stupid it's, in front of a couple. So hundred you might people. not even prior. You yeah, the, guess, the, you know. the free drink isn't worth. Um, <laughs> Wolf getting embarrassed by concept on stage. I guess I I I I put the value of a free drink way too high. 
And which, what does that no, say about I, me? I I'm just it. like, oh, the number one me. thing people ask when they get there is, hey, do you have a couple drink tickets? Which I understand. Yeah, Everyone yeah. loves, especially when you're about to jump on stage, you're a little nervous. Yeah. Uh, we, we have drinks when we yeah. start to record. Yeah. Love, people love free drink t- yeah. tickets. So. Well, it is what it is. But, uh, uh, so speaking to like uh, what Baka was referring, saying that uh, I hosted the show, right? So me and Baka are starting to kind of get to know each other on on a friendship level and on a business level, on the way that you kind of you kind of get to guide people. We're all humans, right? And if but not a lot of people don't pay attention, right? They don't. They're not really awake. They're mostly just like trawling through their day and getting. That's why we're stuff. trying to wake the flock up, which, which, which is what exactly what I was referring to. Uh, but what I'm saying is like, uh, they just kind of, okay, what do I got to do? I got to wake up, got to go to work, go to work mode. You're stuck in that just processing or, or develop whatever mode. You get home, you kind of still in that mode until you get to dinner. And then you're really interacting with your family. There's no real like reason even to like be awake. You know what I'm saying? But so if you really are and you try hard and you kind of peep people out, you'd be like, you get a vibe off heads, right? And I've gotten people that I will never work with just on their vibe. Yeah, I feel the same way. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you don't want to be hanging out with someone that you, yeah, man, you can tell this motherfucker's weird or just kind of like a negative flow to them, you know? Um, and then more often than not, they'll prove that down the line. Yeah, and it won't take long for them to prove that either. No, because it, because you're a nice person. So you're like, you know what? You no, know, what's up, dude? How you doing? Good to meet you, blah, blah, blah. And then they get to go around and then whatever negative th- thing will come to light. Oh, they'll be like over pushy or kind of crooked in the way they think of life and stuff. Because they'll eventually, like, you'll end up having a conversation with them, yes. and that that'll, that'll be reviewed by itself. Like, you know. And I think another thing too is, I I, I would call this friends. I just added you to my favorites uh, category on iPhone right now. So that's holy a, shit. That's, that's like the MySpace top eight. So that's see, this is a beautiful thing, and it, it, it's the little things, Baka, because you and me are so different. Like, I'm an Android man, but oh, I'm see? an Android. <laughs> I don't get it though. Why? Especially somebody like you that's yeah. up on technology. Yeah. That uh, iPhone's just a lot smoother. Dude, I have the Note three. This is the be- this is the highest that Android makes. There's nothing else yeah. higher. Uh, than that's that. great. That's like saying this is the best. This is the best car that China makes. This is the best car. Okay, but that car that's made in Germany <laughs> is, is a lot better than that. But uh, the, dude, like like first of all, iPhones are super tiny. Like regular like iPhones, just they're super small. Have you seen the I six have plus? Humongous hands. Dude. You don't like, have that big hands. I dude, think I have bigger hands than you. Look, and, and, so I need to know. And the note now looks minimal. Like it looks like a normal phone. Like oh hey, Cosmos got a new. You, you you put it in a kid's hands. It looks like a tablet. That can't be too much bigger than the iPhone six plus. Right. Okay. But I I just know the it just works good for me. I've always known it. I've never ventured out to an iPhone. You know. And I have you ever had an iPhone? Never. You have to get an iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just letting you know, especially for everything you're doing, podcast, recording, yeah. technology, it makes everything extremely more simple. Really? Yeah. You're, it's a better quality life than iPhone. <laughs> I, I can go Your that life far. life quality will go up. 100%. <laughs> okay. It's a lot smoother, too. Okay, I feel I'll, like the Androids glitch I, a lot. I, I will, have, you had an, have you had an Android? Yeah, when I was like 12. <laughs> I was selling drugs, yeah. When you first started, yeah. Because all I could afford. So. <laughs> uh, and how was that? You didn't dig it? No, I haven't. I've had an iPhone... For ten years, however long the iPhone's been out now, yeah. that's how long I've had it. I've never ventured out to iPhone area just because I know my my Android at this age, and I just like okay, I already know what to at expect. At this age, would you're not that old? No, that's, but like, I mean, that's like, the answer of a sixty five year old man. I've used this at so this much. Age, I'm already. I've used this so much that I already know what I'm like. It, it's only a better version of what you already know. Whenever they do updates, see what I'm saying? But that's not a way to live your life, though. Okay, like this is this is all I know. What's this is all I know. Sorry, guys. You got a break. Um, yeah. Break. <laughs> Oh, sh- are you hungry, Bob? 
I'm good. I just had a sandwich. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want. I don't want to talk about. I'm good. I'm good. I saw some rice and stuff that I. You see how good you have it for the people that listen. <laughs> the listen to the podcast. You have your wife coming up to you asking if you're hungry yeah. so she could feed you. That's yeah. an amazing quality. Uh, two tacos and a, ch- in a, in a chalupa. Oh my goodness! Even the bacon Living one. The That's dream, why I love man. you, babe. Uh, just a regular, no bacon. Just, you know what? There's a box. It's like five bucks. Yeah, yeah, the, Give me that box. But it's the bacon. That's fine. That's chicken, I think, and then bacon. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, no tomatoes on anything. You already know. Okay. Just that. Right. Amazing, dude. I'm good. Thank you. See, I'm used to having cold pizza and peanut butter jelly well, sandwiches. Bach is single, and he lives complete by himself. Yeah. So. He does not used to having like female. It's amazing. This is the American. So. This is the American dream right here. You're living it. You're luckiest man alive. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. Your when he wife is in. way out of your league. You <laughs> have a beautiful daughter. Yeah. You have yeah. a beautiful house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't like. I cannot dispute any of that. Like all yeah, that is amazing. true. Uh, but but I, what I told Bach is like, dude, we just really everyone in this house just like works like really fucking hard. Like it's just what we know. I've that's all we've ever known. Like, that's good. Her Working and, hard and, is good for you. You know, it's and it keeps me. Going. I'm good. Thank you. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, she's man. a feeder. She likes hey, to feed. That's awesome. Uh, Edgar, you want to come sit? You don't have to be all the way over there. You want to come? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So what was I saying? Oh, so you get a vibe of people, right? Exactly. And uh, the vibe with Baca was from day one was very, very quick to be. That. Um, it wasn't. It was a like a welcoming one. It was like, hey, dude. Like, what's up? Like, this is it. And this is what I do. And I've been here. And, you know, I, I've heard of, you know, I know, I know you've been out there. And, you know, I've been out here. Like, what, what happened? And before that, I had heard of Baca without knowing Baca. Like, what I told you was, like, this kid's doing out his thing, blah, blah, blah. Fuck him. He's really not. He's not, homie. He's not doing yeah. it. Trust me. He's not doing it like I'm doing it. Oh, he's the biggest one out right now in quotation marks in the air. And I already knew the way that they, he, the, boy, the way that person hated that you were already good or better than him at whatever he was doing. Yeah. It was very specific but kind of Let me hate. clarify. I don't compete with other promoters. I don't compete with other people. Yeah. Young Baca and Young Baca Productions is doing the best that we can do. And we push ourselves every day. And yeah. if we fail, that's 100% on Baca's fault. Mm-hmm. It's not, I'm not going to blame anybody else. And I don't, you know, I don't really care what other people are doing. Uh, I'm sure you feel the same way with the podcast and everything. That's why I do so much of it. I do the booking, I do the editing, I do the recording, I do everything that has to be involved. The only things I branch out are the things that I cannot do or the one or the things that uh, the people to keep my friends involved, they must do. See what I'm saying? So like uh, Fluent Rhythm started the podcast with me. We did it in his garage. It was just like a mic in the middle and a condenser mic and it picked everybody up in the room. And then just me would sit closer and he was, that's how he started. And now we don't have that. Right? We have individual microphones, we have levels, we have, you know, but so he really can't do that. He really can't set up and do anything else. So he does all the graphics. And that was only to keep him involved in the show somehow, because I have total, complete faith in the show that one day is going to, yeah, you know. And you have faith in him too, is what you have to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he is very talented on the graphics, anyways. And it's one thing that I don't have to learn, I don't have to spend time doing. And you uh, not learning and spending time doing that allows you to focus in on other areas that you're doing. And I don't learn how to do it on purpose because I want him to be there. So if one day he were to depart and do his own, which I'm, I've told him a million times, dude, you hanging out with the show, I appreciate it. I know you're an artist. You're busy. If you become too busy, just let me know and I'll take care of it. You know, all love to And that's what separates you from most people because most people, if he decides, hey, you know what? I just got this big job or whatever mm-hmm. I'm doing. 
I got to step away from the show. Mm-hmm. Most people be like, yo, what the hell are you doing? You, what the fuck, man? You're going to leave me out here stranded like this? Yeah. But you, as a good-hearted person, realize mm-hmm. that if there's a better opportunity for somebody out there to go get it, go get it. Most uh, people don't do that. Miss Shar was also our original co-host. She did the same thing. Hey, dude, I just, I'm so busy with this. I'm so busy. I need, okay, hey, all power to you. We still retweet. We still repost. We still support her, blah, blah, blah. Valley Vicious, same thing. We still do that very much for her. She departed also. Mm-hmm. It's never been a thing of like, oh, fuck you guys. and Because I have faith in me, first of all. I'm confident with what I'm able to provide. And I have faith in the show. And the show just kind of proves it by itself now. Yeah. Like, cause I don't really have to try that hard to kind of get someone to like it. Like, I show it and I display it. And then because the numbers keep going up higher every episode, okay, good. And everybody that... When I'm with you and we meet in the we meet mutual people in hip hop game mm-hmm. in the hip hop LA scene, mm-hmm. whatever scene, they always have good things to say about you. Which I I really try to and not only good things about say about you but about the show as well. And I, only because, dude, I just want if, we, if to me the ideal would be like oh everybody in hip hop would just be like everyone in hip hop to be dope. Like if everybody in hip hop was dope, dude, that'd be my dream, right? But that's not the case. But it you, wouldn't. You would hate that. I, I would. You I would be bored. You would. <laughs> you think so? You would have anything to complain about. Uh, you would be bored. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If, so you would have. You would have three million dope rappers out. You would like that. Hmm. I guess that's. I guess I never really thought about that. The thing that makes Tupac so special, the thing that makes Eminem so special, right, is that they are dope. And, and in and a game of non-dopeness. Let me say this because I've actually been thinking about this. Right. I don't hate or dislike bad rappers. I really don't like. I look at him more. You hate the sin, not the sinner. Uh, maybe, maybe you know what? That's that yeah. that more right because I don't look at him like you know, like fuck the guy. I hope he dies. I look at him like, dude. I like, hope you don't look at him like mm, that. Like I really like wish that you could kind of like click and see how important it is what you're doing, which is like you're speaking, dude. And people don't don't really give words in language like that much of importance. That's why we, uh, lol. Yeah. Or that would. I get it. You're texting longer, but. It's it's shortened. It's it's kind of like disrespected almost the language where when Shakespeare fucking spoke, it was beautiful, it was... a gorgeous, and he with the, with the thing he did with speech was just an amazing beauty. It was art. He was painting with his words every time he spoke, and we're just narrowing it down to like nigga replacing anything else in the hip hop world that you wanted to replace, yeah. and you know bitches, hoes, and like uh, to where like the ones that. Uh, I, maybe people refer to me as a purist for is like the language of like you know metaphors and similes and storytelling and being able to do all that stuff doing doing it well without having to resort to fillers and gimmicks and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you, man. Um, but so uh, with Mark, it's been easy. Yeah, and, and like I said, um, like I was going to say, me and you clicked easily. Yeah, me and you. We we figured out we had the same type of vibe. We both mm-hmm. like to work hard. We yeah. both truly believe in our brand. Yeah. We live, sleep. We live, sleep our brand. Um, and I, there's been people I met that we try to create a friendship. We try to create a business relationship. And mm-hmm. it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Not because we're a bad person. Not because I'm a bad person. We just don't vibe. And yeah. I think with me and you, we clicked really easily. We've only known each other physically. Like, we've met physically mm-hmm. Two months ago, two, three, no more than three. Yeah, no more than three. But, but again, you know what it is? We didn't try, and yeah. that's when you knew that it was like, oh, this is gonna be something that you need to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. And that's what I told my wife, like when she first walked in to the bar, like life said, hey. In my head, I swear, I just swung and saw her. Is that where you up. met your wife? Yeah, I met, I met my wife. Uh, well, a mutual friend introduced us without okay. letting. He didn't let e- either one of us know 
that he was going to introduce us to the other one. Nice. See what I'm saying? So he kind of set it up. But I got one of those things in life because I pay attention to reality in life. I'm just that dude. I, I pay attention. And I, my head, as she was walking up the ramp to the restaurant, like I saw her walk up, open the door, smile. And it was just like, this is it. So what happened? <laughs> what, well, what do you I, mean? Did you uh, get up and approach her? Did you oh, so first sit there nervously? I, I was kind of weary. I was like, you know, man, she's so pretty. Like, it was just threw yeah. me off. I was, I'm shocked every time I see your wife. <laughs> I was just like, wow. She's like, amazing. And I'm like, and I looked at him like, dude. What, since what are you hanging out with pretty girls like when did this happen right and he's like dude i just known her from high school or whatever um and we went to the same high school but we never ran into each other oh you went to the same trip high on school that. yeah trip that's on insane that. i mean it's just life you know well, yeah she was way out of your league back then way so, so i mean she's out of your league now and so i mean I I, what i tell her is i used to kick it with the cool kids and, and oh yeah you know, that's so, what happened so that's um so it was just it was just like life approach and uh and it, it, we didn't try. It, we haven't tried. I think the beauty to our relationship is that we didn't try to make it happen. Like life just kind of made it and allowed it to happen, and we follow that path. Same thing with the show. I mean, that's what chemistry is, isn't it? It's chemistry, and it's like your purpose in life really speaking to you. And if you're able to, and if you're lucky enough to have that real moment of realization where it's like, okay, this is going to be special. Flow with it. Go with that moment. And I've done that with the show where I. I've had it's a lot of work involved, but to get it to spread hasn't been really that difficult. Mm-hmm. Like once we put the first one out, everyone immediately that was with us was like, "Dude, this is dope." The second one and the third one, and then by by by, the, by now we're almost up to our 100 episode. It's just been an explosion of just everywhere. Like uh, I, I went to the gas station the day, and I went to have my shirt on, and I got off, and then, oh, you concept? I'm like, yeah. My wife's standing right there, and she just gave me this big smile, like, yeah. you deserve it, earn this moment. Like, That's you amazing. Deserve the you deserve this moment. Take appreciate it. He's like, dude, I listen to the show all the time. Here, let me give you some shit, blah blah blah. And it's it's a good feeling. That's awesome, man. And, and it is what it is. So uh, with you, it's been easy because I think it was meant to be. I think we have. If we continue down the path that we're going, uh, and I think you could see that it's it's going to be good, dude. Yeah. It's going to be good building. It's going to be good what we're going to build. And I don't think it's been built yet. I agree. Well, there's a lot of ways you can approach hip hop. You can't. You don't. You don't necessarily have to approach as an MC or as a, uh, you know. There's there's a lot of there's the business side. There's the more artistic business side, promotion side, mm-hmm. dude, podcast game. Without without the back back without the people that back it. There would be no front. There would be no yeah. without the people that support it. As if, if you depend on most artists to do the business side, the promotion <laughs> side of everything, you won't get much done at all. Is which is where I'm. Why I'm in the predicament, non predicament that I'm in now. Because if that person, right, mm-hmm. was uh, if that every MC was allowed, and that would be like the only way that they could interact with their public. Can you imagine what kind of hell yeah. being a hip hop artist would be? It's tough, man. You- Having to deal with egos. First of all, so think about We the West. We had forty artists. That's forty yeah. egos you have to deal with. Why is so and so going on before me? Mm. Why am I downstairs? I would prefer to be upstairs. Why am I upstairs? I'd prefer to be yeah. downstairs. You know why am I upstairs? I'd prefer to be outside. How do you deal with it? You gotta if you're well, same first day I met you. I told you if you're fair, if you're honest, treat everyone with respect. Mm-hmm. You can't really debate it. If mm. you have five people at We the West. And so and so part twenty five because he has a much bigger following. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that this, that that man deserves to go at a prime time slot as opposed to you? How do you and, know how many people they brought in? Um, I would. I'm not even based off that. Just that example. You could just tell by the the amount of just say fans that somebody has. Mm-hmm. You know, rapper A has an extremely big following compared to rapper B, who's maybe only been in the game for a couple of years. He's up and coming. Obviously, rapper A will get the better time slot. 
Right. Makes sense. And most people can't argue that. Um, it makes sense. And to ask you to deviate from what makes sense from a business aspect is more disrespectful towards exactly. you. You know. And you know what I tell people? I said, this is number one. This is a business. I love what we do. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that we're involved in hip hop. But this is a business. And if you can't respect that, maybe we cannot do business together. And I think that's such a smart way to kind of even for yourself to keep you wrangled in, to be like, look, this is business, so I will not cross over into the other side because here, over here in business, there's a sort of a safety net at some level. You know what I'm yes. saying? Like, be- but but I've, I've developed friendships with people I work with, pe- um, rappers that I do shows with. I've developed a great friendship. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because those people that I've developed a friendship with, they understand this is a business. They won't overstep the boundaries. They won't ask for much more than they don't deserve. Mm. I might give them more than they deserve at yeah. some points just because we are friends. Yeah. But in the day, it is a business. Uh, which I think speaks to you. Like, like if you go, like, dude, this is a business. This is going to work. But, yeah, maybe you do it. You know what? Go ahead and get the get the better slot. Yeah. Just this one time. And that gets him to appreciate that that much more instead of getting it all the time. Yeah. Um, which is really cool of you to do. Uh, I don't know... If other promoters would do the same, even if they were friends, or I don't know how good of friends they really are with the artist, because you have to, uh, you, pre- have to you, you have to balance it. You though. have to pretend to be friends, right? At some point, no, I don't think so. You don't think as a promoter, as someone who's managing them, you kind of really got to be like, oh yeah, dog, for sure. Well, I'll help you move, bro. Whatever no, you need, not at all. <laughs> really? I think there's 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 a lot of rappers over the last two years I've developed friendships with. Mm-hmm. I've I've became really good friends with. There's a lot of people in hip hop that I've became really good friends with, but. If you're if you're a rapper and you're trying to get on a, an unlabeled or one of our showcases, you you text me. I get 500 texts a day now. It's crazy. You text me, said, "Hey, I want to get on the show. What's going on, man? Um, that sounds great. Go ahead, email me your music. If we like your music, number one, then we could proceed. But if we don't, then I'm just going to be honest with you. You know what? What you're doing doesn't fit what we're doing over if here. If you like the music, who's we? You? It's me. But I also trust DJ Nympho, mm-hmm. um, Munsky, Sushi, the people I work with, Lego. I, if you tell me, hey, I got this group, I would like to get them on, mm-hmm. I trust your opinion in music. Uh, I see what you're saying. Because you surround yourself with – see, what, what I tell people, if you surround yourself with a certain caliber of people to begin with, their opinions are just going to be things that you really have to see how you can fit them in more than – if you should fit them in. Yes. So that's what I do. So there's certain people that when I have like, uh, so when we first started, it was, we were screaming for the rooftops. Who wants to be interviewed? And when we first started, we were screaming at the rooftops. Who wants to come to a show with us? <laughs> and now it's like, now, dude, I'm, I'm selected. Yeah. And it's either, uh, which I really love going to We The West because now I get to see them live and like performing. And it's like, get this vibe, uh, and I'll be like, okay. I'm, yeah, it's beautiful. You get to note. pick and choose who do you want. And at this level, I, we really, we really do. I really get to pick and choose who I want. Unless, again, of course, it's there's levels to this shit, and mm. I'm not here, right? And if I want to get somebody that's a couple levels up, I might have to do a little bit more. I'm not. Which be, is life. If I want to book somebody that might be out of, that might be used to doing bigger venues than what we're doing, yeah. doing a club Nokia, yeah. doing a key club, doing a Voxy, we might have to give them a little bit more money. We might have to reach out. We might have to bombard them with texts and emails but the goal is to one day be at that level and then surpass him and then blah 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 blah, yeah, blah. and that's life yeah and the only way you'll do it is to reach up to the next level but you understand there's some people being comfortable at the level they're at which was what i want to say that's why you see the same fucking dude i started rapping when i was like 11 right rhyming and so in 76 i started like writing and rhyming but it wasn't until like 2000 and 
2010, 2011, where like I did start doing like actual live shows. And dude, I still see the same names on the venues that I now refuse to go do shows at because it'd be a step back. Yeah. Those same names are still there. And, and that's with the rappers and the promoter being happy with that level. Is it happy? Being comfortable. The same way you talked about your Android, this is what I know. That's what they know. Yeah. Yeah. Content. I, I think it's a level of insecurity. Or you know what? Like I said, it's just it's just yeah, the repetition. It's just my repetition of life. And I guess they there's no because MCs are very, very, very terrible at looking at tomorrow. Like right immediately, you don't they don't it's the ones that do look to tomorrow, the ones that are gonna get there. The other ones that just want to stay in the now and throw the tantrums and get upset because of what happened today or the things that they didn't get today. They don't And that's why most rappers go broke, because they can't see tomorrow. They can't see yeah. maybe I shouldn't have spent fifty thousand dollars on some jewelry when I might not have a career in five years and that's why you go broke. It, it, exactly. It, or uh, I'm going to say something that I shouldn't have said uh, today that's going to cost you something tomorrow uh, because you're so immediate. You're like a kid. And you see it nowadays yeah. with social media and Twitter's been around about 10 years. You, did you see the guy that, got, guy that got drafted by the Lakers? Yeah. The rookie, he said, yeah. um, I hope Kobe could keep his hands to himself this time. So something to that extent. <laughs> and hashtag rapist. Wow. And now he's his teammate. So if you're Kobe Bryant, it, he, I, from what I heard, he said, uh, he texted Kobe and Kobe said, you know what? It's water on the bridge. But that has to be in the back of your mind. Maybe you shouldn't be calling people rapists on Twitter. Exactly. It's, you, you're dude. You're, you literally were just selected to be to have the opportunity yeah, to, have the opportunity to, to try one out for the team. day even maybe possibly yes. somehow make it on the team. To You just literally disrespected the man that makes the team. You don't think Kobe's going to go to the coach and be like, hey, man, check this out. See this guy? Fuck this guy. <laughs> Dude, that is so simple. Yeah. This is simple because when, 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 you know what it is? It's, it is the social media that, it stops people from growing. Well, I'm saying in the 80s, you could have said something. He could have called Kobe a rapist and nobody would have known about it. Now, everything yeah. you tweet, everything you Instagram, everything you put on your Facebook, it's going to live forever. Especially if you're a high-profile athlete, they're going to go back and find everything you ever wrote. You're thinking of, I think you're thinking of the outside repercussions. Now, what I'm thinking is the in, inner repercussions of using the social media, right? So what happens is it the, the human interaction, there's a level of growth. Every time you have one, like you're better at learning how to talk to people, how to kind of maneuver around words and misunderstandings. Like, look, bro, that's not what I meant. Or, hey, yeah, you know, or next time, you know, I'll shake the hand. You know, you, there's a process. You're learning something. Social media, you don't get that interaction. So imagine someone that's been on social media for years and that's how they do their major interaction with other people. Th- that learning from, other, from meeting people is not there. So they don't get to grow. So they stay immature on that level. So now when they do have that face-to-face, it's that it's either super awkward, they don't really know how to do it, or uh, when they have it on the, they use the social media as like their therapist and like what they, you know what I'm saying? There's no yeah. growth. As it's, and with males, MCs, it's very hard. They, they use it very heavy. Some people rely entirely on Facebook to get their word out. To their process, to the way they think, or whatever, and it's like, dude, it's one website. Yeah, <laughs> it's one website. But you throwing this tantrum is not going to ruin it because the Kobe's of the world are going to be like, dude, fuck this. Guy. There's been a couple guys that we first started doing shows maybe two years ago. 
they weren't happy about time. So I was saying there was a misunderstanding between us two. And they got on Facebook or they got on Twitter and they said something. And now they're coming back a couple of years later asking why they're not on shows. At the end of the day, I'm a man. If you're going to disrespect me for everybody to see, mm-hmm. and I, I don't respond, I just let it be. But if you want to disrespect me for everyone to see, how would I look putting you back on the show after you publicly just disrespecting me, disrespecting me, my team, everything I live for. I live, breathe, sleep, Young Baka Productions. Mm-hmm. You pretty much got on Instagram, got on Facebook, got on Twitter, spit in our face, and then now that you see we're doing bigger shows, you're going to come back around like everything's cool. And it comes back to fake smiles, fake handshakes. And what they don't realize is that, look, don't worry about me, bro. I'm one person. I have one show. It's what I do. My show's going to happen regardless. I'm not worried about you. But you know what you just did? It's announced to everyone else that's way more mature and on a way better social scale than you, on a higher level than you in business, that you are not someone to do business with. Now I realize if I'm, if I diss Baca as a promoter, I'm like, if I'm promoter two, three, and four, I'm looking at, oh, you know what? This guy diss Baca like that. Not because I love Baca. I'm not going to put him on. I don't want to have to deal with this asshole. I don't want to have to deal with this guy. And now you just ruined it for yourself. Because you just <laughs> climb on top of your house. And you're like, fuck. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, your neighbors are like, okay, well, fuck that guy. I am not going to do any business with that guy. We don't want that drama over here. You just ruined it for you. Because you weren't mature and professional enough to keep your mouth shut and text someone text, or come talk call to like them or physically come speak to them and be like look bro i really didn't appreciate what you said i think you and me need to discuss this okay does it have to come to blows no never i'm a grown as adult you're it a should grown never as come adult. to blows unless there's like a physical harm yeah. unless there's physical harm literally coming in split seconds i am not gonna lay my hands on another human being the minute that the line is crossed, now now yeah, it's, it's not even me. Time. It's my animalistic side. Self-defense. You got to defend yourself. Taking care of that. Uh, I'm not thinking, oh, well, oh, he hit me. Oh, well, let me see. Damn, should I hit him back? Yeah. Hit him back? <laughs> no, it's just It's an animal instinct. It's an animal, uh, animal instinct. Uh, but right now, you cut through all that. All that opportunity. All that stuff is gone. And now what's happening is um, you just screamed it out to the world, like you said, in public at everyone. And now everyone knows you're that immature. Yes. They're not going to tell you. Now like, maybe I was in the wrong end of this. Maybe maybe I was wrong. But yeah. who looks stupid now yeah. when I had none to say publicly? And I might have sent you a text. I might have gave you a phone call. Or the guy that goes on Facebook and blasts people's name out there for everyone to see, but doesn't come approach the man before he does that. And and people are like, dude, the best thing to do is don't reply. No 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 no. You do reply. Reply correctly. And reply very few times. And that's what it comes back to what I was saying. And if you're fair, the, if yeah. you're honest, yeah. if you treat people with respect, you have none to hide. Right. Everyone's right. scared of screenshots these, these days, but not me. So <laughs> Screenshots is a scary thing for some people, man. It is a scary thing. And I screenshot things that I know, okay, yeah. let me, because uh, this is going to come in handy. Or, yeah. or this is my way of being like, look, you're a fucking liar. Uh, that's why you should keep every text, every email thread. Yeah. Dude, I, my wife erases her text every night and every phone call. You know what? I've been doing that. I've yeah. been doing that. I what I do is I because I do construction. So if I have a contractor telling me, "Hey, your guys need to be here at six thirty," I have him show up to the job site at six thirty, and he says, "Why are they here at six thirty? I told you seven. Screenshot that text message. Sorry, sir, but you told me to have my guys here at six thirty. Yeah. You can't dispute that. Uh, you can't dispute that. Right. My uh, we we have to email every single thing that we, if I'm on the phone with you, concept, and you said, "Hey." Show up to my house at eight o'clock. Bring bring X, Y, and C. Mm-hmm. Cool. I hang up the phone. I send you an email. Hey, concept, just to 
Um, yep. Just to go over everything we just spoke about over yep. the phone, I'll be at your house at eight o'clock. I'll bring X, Y, and C. Yep. So now there's no disputing yep. if you said it or not. He say, she say. Immediately, people try to hit me up on Facebook. Hey, can I get on the show? Here are my links. Blah blah. blah. And if it gets to the level where I accept them, like okay, this is interesting. I tell them email me, email me all this. Give me an email right now. Oh no no you can't no no dude trust me. You know how hard it is for some people to send emails. You know how hard we talked about this last time. And it's fine. It's insane. It's fine. It's fine. You know why? Because we don't deal with those people. Because that's that level that you're at. That's the level, and that's it's the little things, and they don't realize it. Very simple. Three steps to get on Wake the Flock Up. I tell the artists, like us on Facebook. Right, follow us on Facebook. Uh, like us on Facebook and Instagram. Follow, you know, all that shit. Send us uh, uh two high def pictures and uh in a short bio to email. That's it. Oh yeah, yeah for sure, Doug Amani. Never hear from them ever again because they're not at that level to understand the importance and the maturity that it takes to do simple business things like that. Okay, or the people that do and send it and then plus a a another email two days later. Hey, dog, just just double checking, make sure you got up. the email. Dude, that's the kind of man you want or the kind of person that you want to work with. You understand that they understand what it's like to have a business. They know that it's not just, oh, you're my homie, so you're going to put me on and you're my friend. I'm, oh, I'm dope. I'm dope, bro, so why wouldn't you put me on? It's like, dude, dope is is your base. Dope is your table. Everything else is your garnishing and your food. That's what's important. If you're not dope to begin with, okay, you're- Those, those thousands- there's uh, thousands of rappers out here that are dope, that are amazing, but they're yeah. never going to see the live day because they don't know business. Yeah. You have to have, and if you're not good at business, have somebody surrounding you that's good at business. Have a good business manager because you have to be able to send those emails or you're never going to make it. And, and you hear some artists go like, look, man, I'm no good at dealing with that. That's why I got blah, 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 blah to do it. Which is fine. Which is good. At least you have enough sense to know that you don't have any business sense. Yeah. And you're like, okay. It, 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 like there's levels to it. You might not be the guy to deal with this, right? Okay, but you know, at least understand, you realize you're honest enough with yourself to be like, I'm not that dude. Let me get my cousin. He's way better at this. And that's the way it works. And, that's and I would prefer to talk to your cousin. Yeah. And dude, and all you got to do is show up, do your set, and because that's what you're getting. That's your requirement. That's what your MC card reads. Performing, delivery, on time. Do these, thing, these, do these three things. Can you do that? Yes. Okay, good. Let everybody else do your business and your cooking and your cleaning. Just handle these well, well. and then they don't even do that. They're, like, they're super late. They're demanding, or their sets whack. Their b- lyrics are already over their music. It's like, uh, have you seen those cats that jump on stage and say, "I didn't really get ready for my set," and they forget the lyrics, things of that nature? I'm way too drunk right now. <laughs> oh, oh man, yeah. I, got, I got way too high up here. So I'm gonna go down and it's like just go through the motions of your for, set. For everyone, maybe all the audience because they're not in the business, they're not in the industry. Oh, I think it's even more disrespectful to the audience who paid yeah. ten, fifteen dollars to get in here. You don't have the respect for us to stay sober an extra fifteen minutes to perform your set. Yeah. Don't hit that blunt an extra time. Yeah, um, but it's it, it'd be kind of like. It's a um, cop out. It's a mirror. It's a mirror to hip hop society to be like, oh no, you should be drinking, you should be high, well, you, because everyone's high or drunk while they're doing it. Yeah, but, but even they, though you're there to do you your job, you have to know there's, there isn't anything wrong with having a couple of bills. There isn't anything right. wrong with smoking. If that's just you, but you have to know your level right. of will to stop. That's yeah. what makes you a man. Self control. It, it, it does. It, like self control is the number one or two thing that like it should be in the man manual. How to be like, a man. How to be a man. Like, dude, literally, it might even be the first self-control. What do you think would be the first self-control is in? 
I think I think you're right. I think self control, and then it has subsections of what that, of and what that. when it can refer. Because if you really have control of self, of yourself, right, that means you have control of your personality to a level. Because you really can't avoid it, but you know your flaws of your attitude, which is super important in any business or in life to have control over that. Uh, your anger, uh, also how much you love and how and who you love, like that all falls under self control. So self control actually it might be that it'd be like a twenty page book that's blank, yeah. and it just says self control, self control, and everything else just number fits one, one A, one B, exactly. Uh, people don't have that. Yeah, and I'm not saying I have it. I'm working on it, though. If you don't have it, hey, I've, I've been there. I'm still there. Sometimes Work on it. to get it, it's kind of think of it like those monks that have to like do certain things for like 80 years to achieve enlightenment. Dude, that's that's real anywhere. That's just monks that happen to be up there. To reach a level of true maturity as a man, right? It doesn't happen in your 20s or 30s. It's probably maybe in your 40s. If you're lucky, young, you get it young. Like you really are a centered and individual. And that's to 2% of, of society. Exactly. And those are your your well-established. I mean, usually they're going to be uh, rich or as in like wealthy. They'll usually be wealthy because they know business now. They can understand. They know how themselves, how to control themselves and all that stuff. Speaking properly has to be like the number one thing to help you in any situation in life. If you just know how to talk to people, right? But you know, things like this come natural to people like me and you. The fact that we can keep yeah. this conversation going for however long we want, yeah. most people can't do that. Most people don't know how to approach, especially depending where you come from. Yeah. Most people don't know how to properly shake your hand, look you in the eyes, tell you the truth. There's been times where I had to tell people the truth, and it was one of the hardest things I've had to do. Right. But you had to do it. That's what you have to do as a man. Yeah. Uh, what do they say? There's a beautiful, oh, I love the saying. It's a, always speak the truth, even if your voice shakes. So even if you know, dude, in that way, there's no way that they could come back to you and be like, fuck you, da, da, da. Because at the end of the day, bro, that's the truth, dude. Like, I'm sorry that it's going to hurt you. I'm sorry you're going to get upset. But it's the truth. And I'm only telling it because it is that. And you asked me because you knew on some level I was going to tell it. And now you're mad at me for saying it. Because you're not mature enough. You're not mad enough to understand and have self-control. But saying, it could be the opposite way, too. I could I could falter in my self-control. Mm-hmm. You approach me about a situation I have to tell you the truth. My voice will shake, but I'm going to tell you the truth. Yeah. I've told you the truth. Now we could deal with it. We could go our separate ways. Yeah. We could work on it. We could decide this isn't the type of relationship for us, business, personal, whatever it is. Yeah. You have to tell the truth. Uh, but like you said, it's it's very few people that are that are blessed with that kind of like in, in inside initiative to like, or with that gift of being able to just speak to people. Um, and so you, I don't hold it against people that don't know how to do that. But I do hold everything else that comes with that. But I don't think I don't think I was born with a gift to speak to people. Okay. I I used to stutter when I was a kid. I'm letting you know though. Okay. I used to um you know, I don't enunciate. I used to not know how to hold a conversation with people. Mm. But I really I really dove in and I really studied people like Adam Kavola, the yes and yeah. and the more educated I come become about a subject, the more I can talk about it. We could talk about business and hip hop all day because I'm extremely educated in it now. Yeah. So I I don't think I was able to speak to people, not just physically, not the the way the words come out of my mouth, but I just wasn't the type of dude to be able to look you in the eyes, tell you the truth. I think I really had to develop that. But you did recognize that you were in that person. Uh, yeah, I recognized that I had that flaw and, and I, I decided to work on, that on it. Flaw. And now 
business is easy to you. You said it. You've said it many times. Like, dude, business is easy, dog. It's it's simple. It's because it, I'm presuming that it's the same thing, just in a different circumstance, right? Yes. Okay, so it's at a higher level or a lower level. It's with a different person that understands or doesn't understand. So you just kind of kind of maneuver it. You have enough reps at it. You know what to do the next time that this happens. Ten thousand hours, which that's is what it all breaks down to. It, boom! It's a beautiful. That's a beautiful thing, and I think that's 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 a good way. It's a good base, right? They're like, uh, so so people that don't know, they're saying that once you do one thing, ten thousand for ten thousand hours, you're now an expert at whatever that is. So if you spend ten thousand hours doing as a carpenter, you will be an extra carpenter at ten thousand hours into that, right? Which I think uh, why I really enjoy sitting with the next artist. Like I don't really care who it is. I just I'm, I'm really looking forward to sitting down with this one because I got practice from the last time, and I'm good, bro. Let's do this. Let's see it. And I'm sure your your interviews are a lot more clean and polished than the first Wake to Flock Up episode. Uh, yes, way. way. You hesitated. You think they've been <laughs> flawless ever since, or <laughs> since day of inception? It's a it's a gift, right? So you started off good. You're it gonna, could be a gift. It could yeah. be. It could. Be, I'm really good at talking to people, mm-hmm. but when you start interviewing people that you grew up listening, you have to yeah. fluctuate a little bit. You right? have to fluctuate, and you have to learn who you're. You have to remember who you're talking to, and what you're allowed to get away with at the level with the persons you're speaking to, right? So, especially in music, where there is a definite and almost like very obvious level of what this person is. Person is right. So, if I'm interviewing, if I'm, I'm gonna do. If let's say I do an interview with like. Um, I do like pause, like pause one, right? He's at a level that a lot of people aren't, but he's also at a level where there's many above him, right? So I'm doing it with pause, and then I do it with someone like, let's say one day I get to sit with Nas. Now that's like God tier, that's top tier level, right? That's the 1%. I'm not going to be maneuvering myself and joking the same with pause that I am with Nas. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that also comes down to relationships that you have with people well, as well. I mean, a pause is a good friend of mine. I yeah. tease him all the time about being short and he teases me about being dark and it's just, <laughs> it's just what we do. But but like also, you don't know them and, and this, is the, this is the flaw and I'll tell you this, this is a flaw of people that do interviews. I watch them. I watch interviews on YouTube because I want to see like their tactics, right? People try to get or try to get answers to questions that they haven't earned the answer to yet. On the right to ask the question. Right? Yeah, even on that interview. So let's say your interview is 20 minutes. Don't start the interview off with, uh, why are you doing like, uh, you know, uh, get, let me, give me a deepest, darkest secret of yours. Yeah. Dude, no. You can't open up the interview with, hey, my name's Young Baca, mm-hmm. I'm interfering concept. Yeah. So have you ever cheated on your wife? Have you ever, <laughs> you can't, just obviously you can't ask questions like that, especially if, you know. What is your deepest fear? That's one of the 12 rounds. The reason that's like number six or seven in the 12 rounds, which comes at the very end of an hour and a half, is because if I ask it within the first 20 minutes, he he's not going to be honest. Second, he's not going to want to answer it, and I haven't earned that answer. And you give him the option not to answer it, too. Uh, absolutely. But by the time they get to the 12 rounds, right, if I did my job, they're so excited to see what these 12 rounds are. That they're willing to answer them. And by the time you get in 12 rounds, you're, what, on 45 minutes? Then oh, you sat dude. down for 45 minutes. They see you're a good guy. They see that you're I try to push. An, I try to push for an hour before I even start. Because the interviews are like an hour and a half. I count on the 12 rounds being 30 minutes. That's a long time in speaking time. Mm-hmm. So that whole hour, I touch so many. Da, 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 and in my mind, dude. And I, they see you're not going for the shock value. Yeah. So they'll... they'll, they'll 
they are willing to hear you out about what questions you have. Dude, the, the shock value will come from how honest they are from answering the questions. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing to like really be realistic. How'd you like, come up with the 12 ounce? I knew I needed something that was going to be a staple, something that I knew was going to be um, memorable and that people would be able to kind of ask themselves and that it wouldn't, I, like I already knew, okay, if I'm going to do this show, you, you can't be your average interview dude because everyone's doing that. Come in, what you got put to promote? Dope, dope, dope. Nice, nice. Where you going to be at this weekend? Yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks for sitting down with us. Dude, there was anything wrong with that though. Let's, I want to establish that. I think now... If there's another one of those, there might be something wrong with it at this point. Like, well, I uh, think somebody like I think somebody like the B side show, who we both yeah are partners with, we both yeah. have shows with. They've been doing it for a long time, and they all looking for the best interest of the artist. But I'm saying, if if there was like a new show, if there was the A side show, like like a like a new show that came after the B side show, I would be like, dude, the B side's already been doing that. Let's move on. Can you give me something new? Oh, see what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Not not the originators. Like, there's the originators that do that. And that's how they got them. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have the liberty of doing it because the comfortability of interviews and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But I'm saying if now there's a brand new show that starts tomorrow and they all they do is, why am I watching you? I don't think there's anything wrong with that though. If they, if, especially if they're, if they are promoting new artists, if they're getting sit downs with some people that are hard to get sit downs with, it, more power too. Okay, there might not be anything wrong with that, but there's no reason for me to watch that specific show. There's no reason for you to watch the. 20 million hours of content on YouTube. Oh, well, dude, come on. It, it depends what content you're using yeah, and yeah. what you're watching it for. And that's why you, we have the option to listen and watch or not to listen and watch. Okay, so what I wanted to do was kind of not give them that option. Make them, make them wake the flock up? As in, as in, dude, if you want to watch this type, this is the only type and this is the only place where you're going to get it. There's no- and that, yeah, and like you said, you don't give them the option. They, they have, if they'll... If they are into a Mike Storm, a Nas, whoever yeah. you're interviewing, yeah. they this is the best interview for them because you really that's, that's it. Like that's I could skip, I could skip a um, whatever sit down, not a sit down, a fifty minute promo gig that they have with another show or something. Mm-hmm. I could skip that because I probably he's gonna go on to the next show and do the same thing, the next radio interview, do the same thing. Yeah, but if you really want to get to know somebody, wake the flock up's way to go. Which is where I said this is what's gonna make it. Like, if you can really find a way to do this, it's going to make it. And uh, just being, again, uh, um, the, having, like, scholar uh, um, scholar dreams and, like, levels of, like, wanting to be better than what I am now. Like, I've read a lot, and I'm just like, okay, I can be a better – my mind can be sh- more sharpened. And it kind of leads you a path down, like, certain books, certain shows, certain radio shows, and, like, Corolla, which hides a knowledge behind comedy. Mm-hmm. And dude, the knowledge is like vast because he's open. His mind is like open to like the universe that kind of feeds him this real knowledge. And like he's saying, I don't have a crystal ball. I have a crystal brain, like a brain that understands and picks up and is always like thinking, always maneuvering. And the universe would just give you knowledge, dude, if you just seek it. It's people that never seek it, they never get it. You have to have an open mind. You have to which keep it open. I, I, I openly admit I've really been working hard for yeah. the last three four years having an open mind yeah. i used to go out to eat every time i would go out to eat I'll, okay i'll take a pizza I'll, I'll take a hamburger now i'm really having an open mind okay i'll take this i'll take that mm. i hey i wouldn't usually talk to the guy that i don't think i really have much to relate to him about right but let me be open-minded have a conversation with him he teaches me something i don't know every conversation you learn something new like you said originally hmm. 
that's interesting. I like that. And it's little things like that that'll allow yeah. that'll guide uh, you. That's just that's just the first step. Yeah. You know, hey, I gotta I gotta grow as a man. I have yeah. to grow as a person. Or a lot of people are happy with who they are. I wasn't happy about who I was. I'm still not yeah. content of who I am. I'm still trying to learn. I'm still trying to get as much knowledge as I can. And I think that comes from the way I was brought up. I didn't have knowledge. I didn't have people trying to teach me the right way. So now that I'm getting older, I've, I I have, I lust knowledge. I lust um, mm. learning something new. Yeah. I lust trying something new. Yeah. And that's a great, great way of putting it because it, it almost becomes that. Like the lust of wanting more, wanting to know more. Like the wanting to know more stuff, it'll be like, uh, uh, like, like a sinful uh, pursue of it almost you know what i'm saying that that lust a passionate i You're love that dude. that's it. a great way of putting it lust i'm a great guy what do you expect <laughs> that's great answers what's up babe i'm, I'm, I'm not your wife gonna, wants you to I'm eat man eat till your i'm wife done wants i'm eat. almost done give me a minute i'll be right there live an american dream man live an american dream that's the wifey right there there you go man shout out to you putting it through but like i said i i, I want to be a better man i want to throw better shows i want to yeah. do better business i want to have better I want to surround myself with better people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. And uh, again, it's self-control. That, that's going to be the title of this is going to be self-control because. Each one, each one, it's baby. The fe- it's the feature, right? And it, it came from like really breaking down the conversation. Like where is it really that a man, if he, like what really makes a man, right? And it is the self-control and knowledge of self that comes with the self-control, you know? And like we talked about the rapper, the MC that's not good at business. But yeah. if you know you're not good at business, more power to you. You're yeah. doing something. At least you're knowledgeable about yourself that you know, hey, you know what? I'm not good at this. Let me get somebody in here that is good at it. Yeah, that, that's 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 good at me. But you still have to be good at something. Well, in, you're, in you're, you're you a good yourself. artist. You're a great artist. If you're a great artist. It's right. hard It's hard to go between artist and business. Artist, business. It's really difficult to do. Okay. Because an artist is so open and so free and so hippie-ish. This is another, this is another, another word that we talk about. And we'll make a list of words that are more damaging than helpful. Right? Artist. Are they not artists? Uh, is it an artist? I think I think because like like an artist, I'll, I'll give you an example. Like, uh, let's say uh, the only because I don't know a lot of art, but let's say like there's a, like a, like a, a genuine, a legitimate like Picasso piece found in a dungeon somewhere, right? Who made that? At this point, it's undisputed that like Picasso was like an artist. He was ahead of his time. The way he he did things, it was like way different than what anybody was doing, which added to his artistry and, and his legend, right? His legendary. To someone that's mimicking him, right? Is he still an artist just because he paints? Are you an artist still just because? So I'm saying in hip hop, just so because. What are you, so so say if I, I throw a bucket of red paint on a blank canvas and yeah. I say that's art. Yeah. Am I? Are you saying that I, I'm a painter? I'm not an artist. Well, I, I see what I'm saying. That's I think that's the difference that really does can't translate to hip hop. Like, uh, just because. I, I think I think you're making art. It makes you an artist. You might concept seven seven four might not appreciate that person's art, but they're still an artist at the end of the day. Yeah, are they? But they're like yeah. like you're saying, if, if here's like Picasso who's living these beautiful, uh, and then you who throws paint at the same thing, you're doing the same thing basically, putting paint to a canvas. Okay, I get it. You're an artist. Are you? Just because uh, you do the same, because you just because you throw paint in you're it? making art. It might not be genuine art. It might not be the art that you're into, but it's still art. Isn't I? Isn't art in the eye of the beholder? Yes. Okay. So, uh, so do an artist then? Art is subjective to whoever's looking at the art, right? But I think you really people don't take into account who's making the art. 
that's the who makes it. So are you saying that? So you saying rapper A that comes out of Atlanta who just mimics the the artist that came out of Atlanta six months before him? He's not an artist. Isn't he just more of a of a copycat? And like a like a and I don't mean that in a childish, but I mean like really just copying the person that came ahead of him, trying to kind of uh, now what if now what if he's not trying to copy him, but he has the same type of style as him. See, th- th- this, th- this is the, no excuses. No, 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 no. So like like you're saying, like uh, what I'm learning from dealing with you, Waka, right? Because I'm fucking dealing with you. <laughs> is, I don't uh, live life, man. Is uh, it's trying to be more open minded. And I and I'm getting I'm understanding it, and I want to do it in a way that I don't have to like that I don't need to sacrifice. No, you shouldn't sacrifice anything. And I'm not going to, but I mean, like my 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 black my 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 core thoughts and in in ambitions, right? And thought in 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 dreams and and mentality of things, right? I'm really trying to figure out if someone is a rapper, right? If you're rapping, you make rapping, you put rap songs on. Shouldn't you need a level of expertise before you be called an artist? Shouldn't you have a level? So what's the level? So what do you? I don't know. A rapper. I think you could graduate to an artist, and you graduate to an MC. I I don't know. You know, because look, you could be an MC that's not very good, right? But I think, like, dude, I think it just really does come as a blessing. Like, you're gonna be an MC, or you're not gonna be an MC. To be a rapper is easy. The rapper would be the copycat of the art. The MC would be the one that might even the rapper might even be like linguistically better, like just like like tones and. Mm -hmm. and, But artists, like the the MC. It gives birth to art a but lot see, more. You're thinking it from your perspective. The man that lives across the street from you might see the same rapper and say, mm-hmm. "Dude, he's an amazing artist." Mm-hmm. Now you could look at him and say, "I don't, I don't get what you guys are seeing." It happens at art galleries all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, one person looks at one piece of art and they say, "Wow, look at, look at the pain, look at the torture that this artist was going through when he wrote that, when he painted that." Yeah. Well, then, the dude saying next to him says, "I don't know what the heck you guys are seeing. Who's right? Who's wrong?" This I'll, I'll leave open ended because there's no way to close it, but I'll leave it open ended to the listeners because there has to be though there has to be a level that everyone is is assigned because you can't consider MC blah 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 the same as like a Nas just because are they both MCs really are they both equally well he makes songs and he makes songs okay well he raps and he raps okay but then you have the general consensus come in yeah that. The rapper that lives down the street from you that's recording music in his garage isn't on Nas' level. That's just the general consensus. And it, it happens to be general, as in like everyone, because Nas has made it abundantly clear with his actions and, but past, you can still, and past catalog yeah. that he deserves to be on this level. But See what to I'm this, saying? To this to day, I still, we, we still have the debates who's better, Jay-Z or Nas. Yeah. Now, you could say it's Nas 100%, yeah, yeah. but I could go. Oh, you mean it's Jay. Yeah. And you I be, could go to and, 15 other people down the street and they could say it's Jay. It's not even close. And I think, and I think you would be right and I would be right. And I think. And that's what makes an artist. It, it, it would be very, it, it, because hip hop is a true art form. Because uh, at least, you know, MC and in all the elements, true art forms, it, they're open to subject all the time and they forever will be, you know? But it, um, you could argue, you could go to any barbershop in America and you could argue your top five. Yeah. And the customer sitting in the first barbershop chair, top five might be completely different from your top five. You guys might get a couple of same. He might have Tupac number two. You might mm-hmm. have Tupac number five. Mm-hmm. But you're still going to have to debate about top five. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it brings it all together. 
art is an eye of the beholder. And I think uh, you have to embrace that. And it's something that I'm learning to do, especially dealing with all these different artists. Like when they, I ask them their top five, and they're so wildly different and so wildly from what I expected. I am so surprised at how many people I consider to be super dope artists have people I consider to be really whack in their top five. Like, it's amazing to me that, like, Reverie, who I consider to be, like, like she's a legitimate artist. What she does is put emotions into her songs. She makes me feel a way, and she puts me involved. In, like, that's what artistry is doing, right? And her top five are completely whack in my eyes. What's her top five? It, it's like ASAP Ferg is in her top five, and, like, all these other people. And I'm like, or when I hear Eminem say, oh, 50 Cent is my favorite artist of all time. I'm sure I, think, I think there's a lot of business involved. It's a lot of too. business. Yeah. Him be give, having fifty stamp, having M stamp yeah. on fifty. But at this level, does he still need to say it? Does he? Does he you know what I'm saying like, hey man, a true businessman <laughs> sticks with his products, no matter how big it gets. So, so there's a level of me like, M, shut up. There's no <laughs> way you think Fifty Cent is your favorite. He goes, Fifty Cent is his favorite rapper. I'm like, but maybe he is. That's what I'm saying. That's, maybe he that's is. That's where the surprise comes in. Like. Dude, I love 50s music, and I meet people they they hate 50. How do you feel about 50? I don't like 50. 50s amazing, dude. Kid Richard died trying, and a lot of stuff, a lot of hip hop. I take into what impact it played on my life. So, Kid Richard died trying comes out 2003, 2014, 2004. Sorry, I'm 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 13, 14 years old. Kid Richard died. It has a huge impact on my life, and it's the soundtrack that I'm listening to when I'm taking the bus, mm. when I'm when I'm on the block, when I'm doing this, when I'm doing that. It's so when I hear a certain song, it takes me back to that place. I'm like, this this is an amazing song, and that's what hip hop is, man. Yep, yep. That's that. That's what it is, and that's but and, and and it is like the same thing as any art is. It's it's re, it's redundant, redundant. It's redundant to keep arguing about it but then again it's massively important to keep arguing about it 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 has the same it has the same level of of everything because if we never spoke again about the best mc in hip-hop like if that argument never came up that would be a big loss that would be that would be something something would be happening to either the culture has no interest anymore and like really dividing it and or defining who the best is or what best being best is or we've really honestly where the, everyone can reach who the best artist is and then there'll never be anyone that has the ability to beat him. And then that that kills the art too. Like I want there to be this debate about is Pac the best? Is Pac like the, the I think Pac is the blank in a lot of things. Lyrically, he might not be the best lyricist. But like Impact on the culture. Impact, nobody. Range, yeah. Impact. I, I, I don't but again, I think we had a discussion. You think we're skewed because skewed we're in California. I'm telling you, people in New York don't feel this way. Oh, yeah. People in New York are big. Absolutely. Okay, we'll say people in Florida probably don't feel the same way about Tupac that we feel. But who, who else would people, if you're being, if you think it's just because they're being uh, uh, loyal to a hip hop no, think. I don't think they're artist. being loyal. I think that we had... Tupac's influence so heavy because we're from California. But we're in LA, we're in the OC. Okay, all right. But then talk physicality, like, like the Tupac uh, uh, for the art center. Like, there's there's not another one that does that that inspires someone to do that. Blank alone. The fact that Tupac still 
consider is he alive? Is he dead? Is he I, I guarantee you there was... How Biggie? No one debates whether Biggie's dead or not anymore. No, it's not yeah. like, oh, I saw Biggie walking it, down the street. This is a stupid debate. This, he, there shouldn't be a debate if he's dead or alive. Don't <laughs> tell me that you're involved in this conspiracy theory. I'm not. I'm not right. But what I'm saying is you got to look at the beauty behind this. And like people, he is so loved There's hope and that missed maybe he's still alive. they're like, but for Biggie... Th- that's not there. Biggie's like, dude, Biggie got yeah, shot. I, I Biggie agree. Died, Biggie and, and Tupac on. aren't on the same level. They're not. They're not. But it, but then again, you, uh, uh, watch where you're saying it because in certain circles, yeah, like anything. And again, am I saying that because I'm kept from California? Because my mom played Tupac every day when I was growing up. But then we'll never know if you just think like that. Oh, we will know. We we could figure it out. But I guarantee <laughs> you, if uh, road trip, yeah, man, I, I bet you those kids in Kansas right now. That Eminem had a huge impact on the life. I bet you the cities that Eminem being a white rapper coming through, telling, talking about the issues that he had to deal with, he had a huge impact on people's life. And people dismiss stuff like you can't, you'll never really know. And there's no way of really telling. That's bullshit. <laughs> it, 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 that's bullshit because that's an easy way to excuse things. And they say that like about God or they say that about space, whether we got to the moon. Like you'll never really know if they got to the moon. Like, well, there's no, like, dude, like literally first, Stop repeating. Yeah. Dude, society is such a, a parrot. Look at schools. Anything in school that they teach you, dude, now that you're an adult, you're like, oh, that was complete bullshit. Oh, Napoleon was this and that. Then, then you get older and you realize, like, Napoleon was really an asshole. Yeah, Napoleon, like, Napoleon was, was really like, t- like, a, like a horrible, horrible monster. But in school, it's not painted that way. It's not. And I get it. You're a child. You're a kid at least. And you're not that level or just you're just supposed to know the dates that it happened and not really be emotionally attached to anything because you might not be mature enough to understand it or it's not proper to tell a kid hey fucking napoleon just slaughtered thousands yeah. of people you're in seventh grade you'll be like fuck it's not <laughs> i get it but then again it is facts and you're a school you're a place teaching facts so you should tell facts and i don't tell the i mean but the two but the one kid in second great it's not going to be ready to know anything about napoleon whether they're facts or not so you're not teaching him that but the kid in ninth grade he needs to know those facts because those are the facts that went down yeah and same thing with hip-hop and same thing with anything in life like they're really you, you, <laughs> do you think that tupac um i don't want to say become irrelevant but do you think that he might 20 years from now the kid that's born on this day right now you think tupac He's going to know who Tupac is or you think you're going to have that conversation with him? He's like, so what's your favorite Tupac songs? I, I don't really listen to Tupac. Um, I get that now. With Tupac? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because like, I remember oh, we interviewed um, that one cat, and I'm sorry I forgot his name, and he didn't know any Rakim songs. Mm-hmm. So I was, that was a little, yeah, there was a little shock. Do you think that's going to happen with Tupac? It can't ha- be happening now. And the weird thing is Rakim's still alive. Yeah, but they still play Tupac on the radio. Yeah. It can't happen now. They play more Tupac than they play Rakim. Yeah. I'll give them that. But um, again, and I say this because uh, I think Pac will be that artist that doesn't die. I think he just won't be. And like Elvis, like he'll just never die. And there'll be a. I, What's your favorite Elvis song? I don't like. Uh, I, I don't know. Hard Rock Hotel is like the only one I know of. And I don't even know that's don't the right know. name for it. I don't Do know. Do you think that's going to happen to Tupac, though? Because, so think about. I'm 24, you're 45. We don't, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, I we don't know any Elvis songs now, and that's not our time. They didn't make songs for us. But, but does, I think you what, think that's going to happen to Tupac I, in 20 years. What you have to worry about, Baca, is if that's going to happen in hip hop. So will hip hop forget Tupac? That's when you really have to be concerned. Because if like that person over there can't remember Tupac, eh, okay, but like an MC. 
It's not. There was an MC on that was interviewed by Complex Magazine maybe a couple weeks ago. He said he couldn't recite any Jay Z or Nas voices. He didn't know. They said, "What's your favorite Jay Z song?" He said, "I don't really." I dislike Jay Z, and I can give you a verse, or maybe not a verse, but like a line of something. I I I love Nas, and I can give you entire songs of Nas. See, that's what I'm saying. There's a danger. But he's an MC. He's an MC getting interviewed by Complex Magazine, and he cannot recite. Oh, he can't even, not even tell you what his favorite Jay-Z or Nas song is. There's danger in that. There's danger in allowing people that are jumping into the culture, right, trying to be a part of it and not ha- not testing them on the basic knowledge of things. And people are like, you can't do that concept. You can't judge someone the way they <laughs> deliver their 16s. You can't judge them whether they know a Tupac or not. And I it's don't like, think you could judge someone how they deliver their 16s. Okay. Uh, but properly or well executed, any style is welcomed. Any style, yeah. but deliver it properly on time with the purses and well delivered. Like literal delivery has to be good, and with with tactics, with with some kind of skill form. That's fine, and skill will come if you develop it, if you practice it. But we're just allowing everyone to just jump in and giving them MC stamp, MC stamp. No, no, you got to fucking stop doing that, Baka, because then you're gonna get on complex. That can't be an easy get for that kid, right? Someone had to work yeah. really hard to get him on complex. He doesn't know a Nas song. There's there's something abundantly wrong with that. But what what I don't want to say what do you do because that seems like a cop out. But what what are we going to do to change it? So what are we going to start? What are we going to do to make somebody not forget who uh, Tupac is? And in, I guess it'd be hard because you'd have to find out that they don't know who that person is. If no one asked that kid that, no one would really know yeah. that he didn't know that. So that's the. But ho- can you be mad at him for not knowing who Jay Z and Nas is if he's 20 years old? I find it so hard that... that <laughs> if, I wish we could see that facial expression you just had. Even, even like driving? Where, where, is he, where was he from? Um, I think he's like... I, I don't know. It, I don't know. I didn't dude, read the article. I first, I'm, let's say he's not from the East Coast. Let's just say that. Let's say he's from Atlanta. Okay, let's say... For, even that, dude, like... <laughs> yeah, especially when Jay-Z and Nas are still making albums, just still making music. Yeah. I think that's just a clear ignorance... In in false, uh, that, that, that that's ignorance on his level. He sh- he should know who they are. And if you're but gonna, he's par- going to tell you why should I know? Because if you're going to participate in in this, right? How can you not even have the mind or the thought or the will to want to learn of those that came before you in any business that you're in? Like let's say in carpentry, right? You're just going to go in blank and not want to learn from teachers. You're just going to be like, oh, I'm going to be a carpenter today. You're there's, not going to want to learn from someone who knows better than you. You try to give advice to, they don't want your advice. They, oh. I decide, I know I do this. You're good. I, I'm telling you, it's just this, it happens every day. I see it. Okay. Well then let me tell you this. How really, how good is that person really going to be? And, and that cat, that we were discussing um, that was interviewed by Complex might not end up being that good. Yeah. So maybe in 25 years we have shitty hip-hop. We could say we have shitty hip-hop now. But you could say, yeah, and you, and you, yes, and yes, yes, I know what you guys said. Yes, you had shitty hip-hop in the 90s, and yes, you should have, you had shitty hip-hop in the 80s. There was a lot of I shitty hip-hop it. in the I, 90s, but yes. there was a lot of good hip-hop too. Mike, you say the same thing now. There's a lot of shitty hip-hop, but there's a lot of great, amazing things in hip-hop going on. Let me ask you this, and it is a little bit off topic, but when do you think the golden era of hip-hop stopped? For me, yeah. it was like my golden era and your golden era are totally different. My golden era is between because just think about the age. I'm ten years old in two thousand. Mm-hmm. That's when I really first started really getting hip hop. Right. So my golden era is from about say ninety eight two thousand four. 
I listen to. I love Dipset. I love Jay Z. Mm. You just shook your head when he <laughs> told you Bill bought a costume. Smashed you in the face with it. No. Uh. Yes. Okay, but there's, see that's but me. So there... now imagine the kid that's born today, twenty years from now, doing interviewing you're interviewing him on Wake the Flock Up Morning Morning Radio, mm. and he's this is a new your mm. your whole manager's telling yo you're this new hot kid, yeah. new hot kid. You got I, I'm Texas Sway. Yeah, yeah man. Hey, hold on, Sway. Yeah, man. yeah. You Texas Sway. Yeah. Sway saying yo you're doing a great hey, job killing the torch. No, no, knock out this short. No, knock out this short. You're doing no. it, man. No, and no, um. Sway. Uncle Sway. You got your you got your high rise office mm. management telling you, yo, this is this is the newest gap. This, this is the it kid. This is it. He's, this is he's the gonna be huge. And he and he and he wants to sit. Yeah. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Okay. We know we want you to sit with him. We want so you to- he sits down. You say, hey, what's going on, man? Yeah. What up? Welcome back to Wake the Flock Up mm-hmm. Radio Morning Radio. Yeah. We're sitting down with so and so, so and so. Let me ask you, man. You know me. I've I've been in the hip hop game for a long time. I love hip hop. I love Tupac. What's your favorite Tupac song? He looks you dead in the face and he says, I don't really listen to Tupac. I, I don't know. How do I mean, we stop oh, that no, from happening? Okay, then I, then I would go like, oh, well, I get it. You know, you know, I might be a big fan. I get it. But let's say, like, on the average, like, what song would you say that, oh, well. So let's do this. Let's Ask me that question. <laughs> ask me that question. I want to do it. I'm like, uh, all right, MC, blah, blah, blah. Hey, you know, me, I'm. Uh, I'm I'm an old man, you know what I'm saying? But I, I love hip hop. I've been involved in the game. One of my favorite artists is Tupac. You know what I'm saying? So what would you say your favorite Tupac song is? Just so we got some common ground. Man, I don't I don't I don't listen to Tupac. No, I you might not be like an avid listener. I get that. You know what I'm saying? You might not cop every album, but like on the by, by and by, what songs have you heard of Pac that you say would be like really dope? Um, I don't even know who to, is Tupac to do with the the bald head from California. <laughs> Is that, I, dude, come on, man. I'm 20 years old. Tupac died 50 years ago. <laughs> you want to be honest with you right now? Yeah. Just like you saying that gave me a little anger. Like, yeah, I can see it. <laughs> like, I was just like, oh, like that, that. But can't you see that happening? Oh. If they're saying now they don't know who Jay-Z and Nas is, the kid's 20 years old, Jay-Z <laughs> and Nas are still putting out music. What's stopping that from happening 25 years from now? When if, Tupac's been dead for about 45 years now. If you involve yourself... In a world, in any world, baseball, football, or music, or hip hop, certain statements become ridiculous to you if you're really like involved and almost insulting to you, even though they're like they're not disrespecting you. But the disrespect would you love though? Because they're claiming to be involved in your world, right? And they don't know like you're a baseball player. You're you're. Uh, let's go. So football. listen, listen. I know, listen. Better, I know better football. Let's say you're Steve Montana, right? And then they still, and, and you're here and you know your facts and you've been around forever. Uh, I'm sorry, you're Joe Montana. I Joe Montana. Say, I think that's Steve Young. Oh, Steve Young. Young I got confused. <laughs> uh, say you're Joe Montana, right? And, and you're like, dude, not Steve Young. Joe Montana, like before the before Young. Young yeah. And then like here, okay, and you're talking to someone and you go, hey, you know, um, and, and Super Bowl dates might even be too specific, but you go, uh, man, can you remember like your favorite touchdown pass? Do you remember that? The touchdowns when you throw the ball into the end zone, right? If you're asking that to a football player, an MC, and I'm asking it to the other MC, and I've been around. That's different, though, because you're asking. How's it different? Because you're asking an actual action, as opposed to asking Tupac, who was a man. He he was doing action. Who, no, yeah, yeah, but, but he was he was a, he's a staple. He's a, like a margin of study in your field. Did you say the same thing about Nas and Jay Z. Uh-huh. He didn't know who Nas and Jay Z were. Who didn't know who Nas? So that kid, that kid. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So at some level, it is insulting to you that, that like this person somehow made it in front of you, 
Um, and, and, and he doesn't know. And he doesn't know the, the, the very basics of the history that he's involved in. And, and, and I mean, what can you really do about it? I'm sure there's a lot of baseball players right now that don't know who Jack. Uh, I guess Jackie Robinson. I guess like that's what you're saying. I guess you have to know who Jackie Robinson is, right? If you're in the field, yeah. if you're in that field of study, you don't know that. What does that say about you? First of all, right? Like as a, that you as don't a, have the time to um, study and learn yeah. about to graft it. To, that you're making millions of dollars. And off let's of. say that they don't know it now. Sh- but that thing more importantly is, should they know it? And I think the answer to that is yes. I think you should know a JC or a Nas song when you hear one. Like if I play you a Nas song and I play you uh, Lil John, you should be able to tell me which one's Nas. Just just off of just off of pure like respect for what you're doing, you should be able to do it. Now, are you allowed to not? Yeah, sure, absolutely. You're a human being. You're allowed to not do a lot of things, but you should do this if you're going to be involved in this world. And I think that's where we got to draw the line, Buck. We got to really be able to say, dude, you should know this shit, dude. This should be something that you take pride into knowing. We could talk about this all night, but yeah. I'm saying, how do you draw that line? How do you make that happen? I, I think, I think with this specifically, it would start very literally with telling the kid, like, dude, you should know, you should know something. That interviewee yeah. telling the person he's Absol- interviewing, hundred percent. Hey, that's unacceptable. hundred percent, like, dude, like, you really do, like, you know, if if. You because you're sitting here, someone else is not sitting there. So you should know this shit. Because if you're reaching my level at this point, and there's nothing wrong with knowing what level you're at and appreciating and understanding that you're at this level and they're at this level, or you're way below them and they're way above you. This you should know your levels in life. You don't go up to your boss to fucking put your shoes up on this. No, you're like, oh well, he's the boss man. Let me just sit up a little cleaner. Hey, boss man, and that's just respect for what you're doing and respect for the people and respect for him for having earned that position. Just very simple, like turn the mics off, man. You should know Nas. You should know JC song if you're involved in this level. If you want to come back to this show, go learn that. Now, if everyone did that, if you want to, if you want to be interviewed, if you want to be on the show, if you want to perform. Go do that. It would it would take care of itself. People would be like, "Oh, dude, blow so and so didn't get on because he didn't know." Let so me, now let you me go back to people don't want to offend people. Yeah. Would we? Now, now, now we're just know? getting into yeah. this whole. I got you, but media. you have to take that into account, though. And then they lose that artist, and an artist has something bad to say about Complex Magazine. How, and- uh, offend? Uh, it's kind of like double sided because. You telling someone something that's an honest thing or uh, an honest opinion or a you can still fact, be truthful about people and offend them. Exactly. So, is it your problem that he got offended? If you honestly can say you delivered a fact politely, correctly, and with no ambition of hurting them, if you fail, you're honest and you respect people. You have nothing to hide. Okay, exactly. <laughs>